Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hey everyone, it's Chris Platty here. Now on today's episode of Strictly Hoop Talk, it is dedicated entirely to the Andre Drummond Detroit Pistons trade rumors that just broke about an hour ago. As soon as I heard the news, I got on the phone with my guy Nick Henkel and we sat down and we broke down the Andre Drummond trade rumors, talking about where he could go, uh, just kind of summarizing his time in Detroit and what this means for Blake Griffin and the Pistons moving forward. So again, this is just about a 25-minute conversation uh, with with my guy Nicholas Henkel of Pistons Powered, and we just break down all of the facets of the Detroit Pistons and Andre Drummond trade rumors. So if you are not a Detroit Pistons fan, this podcast probably isn't for you, but if you're like me and you love to see where these superstars go when they're on the move, this is definitely the podcast for you. Without further ado, before I give it to you, let's just talk some quick housekeeping stuff. So please, if you do not already, follow me on all of these social medias, Twitter, Instagram, at uh, Real Chris Platty. Those are the best places to find me. That's C-H-R-I-S-P-L-A-T-T-E. If you don't know how to spell real, don't follow. Now, as far as the YouTube channel goes, I got a lot of stuff planned. I know I've said that before on a couple podcasts, but... Um, I'm going to be shooting some stuff this week, so I'm very excited to get that out to you. And I did record my top 20 albums of the year video, which will go up sometime within the next week. Also, I did a separate podcast with my guy Will Gill of the Hip Hop Review Podcast, where we delve into each other's top 10s and we kind of picked our brains on that. So that will be on the podcast feed. The top 20 albums will be on the youtube feed so make sure again chris platty on youtube go find me there to find that content and then uh pretty soon i will be shooting my top 100 albums of the decade and then i also got my um all nba teams of the decade my my all hip-hop artists of the decade and some other stuff planned so all that stuff will be coming in january as well as a look to what's coming in 2020 a lot to get to with that podcast and with the YouTube channel. So make sure you're staying tuned to that. Once again, at real Chris Platty on Twitter and Instagram is the best way to find me and the best way to stay up to the very date on all of the latest news and what I have dropping and all of that. So without further ado, let's give it to the podcast with my guy, Nicholas Henkel discussing Andre Drummond trade rumors and all fun piston talk. Let's go.
Alright, hello everyone, welcome to an emergency episode of Strictly Hoop Talk. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty. Now, this is a big podcast, and usually we wait about a month to do it. We were just talking, it's it's usually the 17th, but I had to bring my guy, Nick, back from Piston Power to talk this Drummond news, because obviously this is, this is huge. So this is going to be an emergency podcast dedicated entirely to the Drummond situation and how the Pistons move going forward. First of all, Nick, how are you doing in this crazy, what's been like 45 minutes since the news broke? Yeah, this is what I described as a cataclysmic development in the Pistons' future plans. Um, like I said to you, I'm very sick right now, so my ideal like plan was to just kind of lay in bed today and just like chill, <laughs> but I've literally been pacing back and forth in my apartment. Uh, just like I haven't left my phone in like an hour, just just kind of trying to to make sense of all this and and figure some stuff out. Um, I, this is this is bizarre. I mean, it, it's it's slightly heartbreaking because you know Andre's our guy, man. Like mm-hmm. that's that's you know that that's that's our piston of the decade, man. But uh, this has to happen, unfortunately, in order to sort of better our team for the future, set ourselves up for success, and and just commit to the rebuild. This is this just has to happen. So in a way you know, good for the Pistons, I guess. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of how I feel about it. I'm surprisingly more at peace with it than than I thought I would be because I think I was preparing myself. I think a lot of Pistons fans were preparing themselves, especially this last, like, month or two months, basically since the start of the season when it when it looked like things weren't going well. So I I, I was surprised at just how much I was at peace, though, because... You know, Drummond, like you said, has been the best Piston for the last decade without, you know, without any, you know, any arguments. He's been absolutely phenomenal. He does a lot of things phenomenal. I know Drummond is very divisive in the Pistons fan base, but I think that a lot of that comes down to there. there's a lot of other factors that I think people aren't weighing in. So Drummond, obviously, there's the, there's the amazing rebounding he brings, the uniqueness in his athleticism. And his his skill as a passer uh, is is pretty underrated. I think now it gets the credit it deserves, but um, but he's really grown in that role. He's he's made developments, and people like to think he's the same Drummond as four years ago, which isn't true. You know, the situation with Drummond has always been the problem has been that he's if he's like your third best guy or second best guy, like you got a good team. This is this is this is good, but. You know, if if he's your first best guy, like he's been for the Pistons for the last decade, you know, it, it's a team that can't that can't really reach uh, that doesn't have a high ceiling, I guess you could say. So there's a lot when it comes to there's a lot when it comes to Drummond as far as just uh, taking in all of the aspects of it. Like, where do you stand on just the the first part of it, which is just Drummond's kind of reputation and kind of like stat situation in Detroit? Yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail right on the head. Um, Excluding last year, he spent his entire career in Detroit, like, trying to be the guy, like, the best player in Detroit. And unfortunately, if you're not a transcendent player, especially at the center position, that's just not really going to happen. Um, You know, you can be Carl Anthony Towns and be super versatile. You can be Anthony Davis and play in the front court, be super versatile, be that guy. Uh, be that first option, but unfortunately, that's not really what Andre 
Drummond is able to do. So, honestly, divisive is is a is an impeccable verbiage choice to describe what he has been. And what sucks is you know that when he's traded, everyone in like a year is going to be like, oh, people badmouth Andre, ran him out of Detroit. And it's like you're one of those people that did that. Like <laughs> he uh, he just stirs up so much controversy. And I love him, man. And like I said, like this is what it just breaks my heart is that it sucks because it had to happen. This this has to happen. And, and Lazarus Jackson hit the nail right on the head. I've never agreed with somebody on Twitter more than I did with him. This trade has to get done as soon as possible no matter no matter who it is it has to get done as soon as possible because uh, a pouty andre a sulking andre drummond on the court is not going to help his trade value and you could argue well the i want to get out of detroit andre maybe could but we don't know which iteration we're going to get and last night in los angeles we got the sulking version of andre drummond so you know what i'm saying yeah. the sooner this gets done the better the return will be um, and just for the sake of distractions, you know, um, he also wasn't at practice today, which is, you know, apparently chalked up to him being sick. But still, I digress a little right. bit. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, this is uh, it sucks, man. But, you know, there's a silver lining to it. Yeah. And you provide an incredible transition because your point on, on the trade being immediate. Uh, I very much agree with as well. I think that's an excellent point. Shout out to Laz for that. Um, but I did want to hit one more nail on the head when it comes to Drummond and, and the divisiveness is that, you know, at the end of the day, I do attribute it to there. there is definitely blame on both sides. Like there are people that want to just trash Drummond because, you know, he, he wasn't he wasn't a franchise uh, or he was a franchise player, but he wasn't a transcendent player. Like you said, right. that that's a great choice. And so. So there was so so it was always just kind of a bittersweet uh, taste when it came to Andre Drummond, but you know the other thing was, and I'm sure you felt this way, is there was I I didn't like that there was that there was X amount of games a year you knew he was just going to just go through the motions. Yeah, you know so so there's blame on both sides. The Pistons didn't put enough around Drummond to build. And Drummond also, you know, had his issues when it came to consistency as far as bringing the same intensity. Like, I don't want to see a max player, you know, more than once or twice a season just go through, uh, just go through the motions. I understand everybody's human. Everybody has things in their life. So, you know, I, I, I grant those a couple times, but it seemed like with Drummond, it was like every fifth game, it's just, oh, it's just like, oh, this, this is that game. You know, Quentin right. Richardson was on a podcast. He used to be a developmental coach for the Pistons and he talked about that he was on the podcast it was that one with Stack and they were talking and they were talking with Kevin Durant about Andre Drummond did you see that one I believe I know the quote but keep going yeah and so he said he said with Andre Drummond I know within the first five minutes of the game what night it's going to be for him right you know because it's just you could tell very and that was very true like flashback to Game three of the playoffs last year against Milwaukee when Blake uh, returned, I, me and my friend got tickets because we're like, there's no way we're missing the first Detroit Pistons playoff game in Detroit, actually, not Auburn right. Hills. There's right. no way we were missing it. And I saw it first play, Drummond loses the tip, and he puts his head down, and boom, they run down and score a basket because he didn't run back. Right. And it was just like... I was just oh I I already knew what kind of game it was so you know there there was that was the frustrating part about Drummond but again on Drummond's side of it too the Pistons didn't put enough around him and also 
and also Drummond did make incredible strides, especially with rim protecting um, and playmaking. He he made tremendous strides as a as a player over his course at Detroit. So I think that there's 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 a lot to unpack with with, with Andre Drummond personally. Now, when it comes to the trade and like you saying it being immediate, I absolutely agree to that. So let's jump into that. I just wanted to get that last point out there. Um, so the teams that have been reported, so it was started with Atlanta. So it seems like right now Atlanta is the team that's most interested. But, however, um, you know, it was just reported that the Mavericks, the Celtics, and the Raptors have also engaged in trade talks with Detroit. Um, those are the really probably some of the only other teams that make sense. I, don't, I can't really think of another team outside of those teams that make sense for Drummond. So uh just going just going from there what do you expect for what do you expect for a potential return package and who do you think uh will if this ends up becoming a bidding war who do you think will end up uh winning the Andre Drummond sweepstakes I guess so the one team that I would add that I would think would make sense the one team that I anticipated was maybe doing their due diligence on the situation was Sacramento I thought maybe with Dwayne Dedman demanding a trade maybe somehow they'd oh, make yeah. the money work and uh and trade him to Sacramento, but I really doubt that they'd get him to re-sign and also getting the money to work out would, would be really difficult. Um, in terms of who do I think is going to win, let's just cut straight to that. I think it's going to be Atlanta because I think the other three teams, the Celtics, the Raptors, and the Mavericks, again, I think they are just doing their due diligence, just kind of mm-hmm. feeling out the situation. With the Hawks, we literally heard like a month ago Trey Young was all pissed off in the locker room and one of their coaches came up to him and said, we're going to get you help, I promise. So I think that this is sort of more than just an exploratory thing with the Atlanta Hawks. I think that they are really committed to landing Andre. I think that, and I said this on Twitter, I think that they, the Hawks have done an impeccable job of setting themselves up uh, to to acquire a star like Andre Drummond, just compiling this 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 draft capital and these young assets that they have, uh, these tradable assets in order to land somebody that helps better their situation. And they're not going to get better, you know, this year, but over time. That Andre Drummond's only 26, so they're going to be just fine. They're going to be much better off with Andre Drummond running pick and rolls with Trey Young rather than Alex Len. So I think Atlanta has more assets to get it done. I think Boston should also be motivated to get it done because they're going to be in a much better situation with Andre Drummond and uh, Kemba Walker than they are with Enos Cantor. So um, with Toronto, it's weird, and I don't know if that one would really work. If you are trading... Andre Drummond to Toronto, I feel like you're almost definitely getting Marcus Gasol back just because of A, financially, and B, uh, I don't know how that front court would work ever. Yeah, I, ever. That, would be in, that would be bananas, out of this world, bizarre, synonyms. I don't know how that would work. So, I mean, is that what I want? I don't know. Whatever. Maybe like Marcus Gasol, and I wouldn't, they would not give up OG Ananobi, so what are they going to give us back, Stanley Johnson? Like what, 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 <laughs> what in the world? Uh, I mean, honestly, yeah, whatever, that's fine. Um, but no, not from a meme perspective, I, I don't think Toronto would work. Uh, Dallas, Absolutely. I think, is probably the least interesting partner only because, look, I love Dwight Powell more than anybody. Pretty sure I spent like a little bit too much time talking about Dwight Powell the last time I was on here. Absolutely. Um, not enough, I would argue. Not enough. Well, and I because I love Dwight Powell. So what are you going to get? Dwight Powell and Tim Hardaway Jr. and like a second-round pick? I don't know. That's fine, I guess. Uh, he, you know, he has a relationship with Kristaps. He has, and I believe he's 
friends with Luca. I don't know. And I know he's friends with Kyle Lowry, too. Pretty sure he's also friends with Kemba. I don't know. So, like, this could <laughs> all happen. Like, every team is, is believable. I think Atlanta has set themselves up to be the front runner. And if nothing else, you know, five teams, four teams being interested in Andre Drummond does help drive the, the asking price up. Because if it becomes a bidding war, the Pistons are going to find themselves in a more than fortuitous situation because, you know, this team wants them. No, this team wants them. And, and then they can say, well, Atlanta, we want DeAndre Hunter. Don't give us a draft pick. Just give us DeAndre Hunter and Chandler Parsons, you know, whatever else um, in order to get him. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think Atlanta, I think they have the most attractive assets. I think the Pistons are kind of going to maybe get screwed out of a deal anyways. But, hey, I'm excited. I agree, man. I agree 100%. You know, I'm, I think that Atlanta is absolutely the front runner, um, not just because of what we're hearing right now, but because, like you said, they make the most sense. The Trey Young report, all everything that you just stated really about Atlanta just being the most desperate team. They seem like the team that's least, uh, that's most unhappy with their current situation. Like Dallas is thrilled where they're at in the standings. Boston... You know, yeah, they're they're doing their due diligence. That's what Danny Ainge always does. He's always looking to acquire talent. So I see Boston as a team that, you know, if they if they do like Andre Drummond, uh, maybe they make a move. But just because of their contracts and who they have on their roster, I just don't see I don't see that I don't see that happening. Unless of course, you know, they just decide to give us Jalen Brown. That's like okay, I'm I'm in. Cool. This yeah, is great. I mean, with with his extension, the money could work out. But I mean, is there really a reality where they no. can do that after? You no, know, there's not. There's so not. That would be great. But um, that would be fantastic. Uh, you, you, I mean, I don't know, man. Danny Ainge with his treasure trove of draft picks that he just never did anything with. Um, he just kind of pretended that he was going to get Anthony Davis and never did. So. <laughs> Um, maybe, I mean, the same thing happened with Kawhi. So I don't know. Um, I, I'm very curious to see what happens, but again, it has to happen, uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah. I, I agree with that point. I agree that, like you said, you know, the, the idea of all these teams, at least being interested does help the price. Uh, but again, I think, I think we kind of both are aligned here that pretty much all the teams outside of Atlanta are more so doing due diligence rather than actually, you know, preparing to make an offer and go and really convincing themselves into it. You know, maybe Toronto does, but again, I don't see it. I don't see between their salaries and between the way their roster is constructed and all that. I just don't see them uh, finding the right trade pieces to offer. I think they value their players uh, like Fred Van Fleet, OG Ananobi. I think they value those players more than they, uh, not more than they value Drummond, but more than they, uh, more than anyone else would value them. So I don't think that they're willing to part with them very easily. Right. So yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's essentially Atlanta's trade to lose, and I would like it as a as a Pistons fan. I would like this trade to be done with because, like you said, I don't want to see Drummond sulking, and you know, I also don't want to see this divisive, you know, two month per- or month period to to the trade deadline where we're just you know sitting here in limbo. Uh, but you know, the other question. So you talked about the package, you know, potentially being uh, Hunter you know, an expiring like, you know, Alan Crabb or uh, Chandler Parsons or something like that and some picks that now that is that is a possibility. Um, 
now what would you prefer the Pistons to do? Because the Pistons are in a in a situation where I think when it comes to Drummond, you just want to get as many assets as possible because we don't really have uh, that next trend. We don't have somebody that is the transcendent piece. Like Luke Kennard is a great piece, but you know he's he's not a transcendent piece. Seku, there's people that you know think, hey, maybe this guy could be something special, but nobody knows. He just got his first career start last night, so he's far from. So we're far from knowing that. And Blake is again, his window is different. He's already in his he's already in his 30s. So there's a different. Um, that that's a different window. So I, I think you just want to get as many assets as possible moving forward. Yeah. Um, in turn, you know, the more I think about it, the, the less plausible I think it is that, that the Pistons are able to land DeAndre Hunter. Um, like I said, maybe if they throw a draft pick out the window and just say, just give us him instead, give us Chandler Parsons and, you know, Evan Turner and, uh, and DeAndre Hunter, I don't know, maybe. Maybe if we take on two bad contracts, maybe then we're able to sort of uh, take someone else on. But it's tough because both him and Cam Reddish were, what, top ten picks. So I don't really know that Atlanta would feel too inclined to part with him. Uh, mm-hmm. as, as far as just stocking up assets, it just becomes a matter of who has the most. And let me tell you something, Atlanta has a lot of, lot of draft capital, them and, both them and Boston. So if that's what you value so be it. But then you have mm-hmm. to also look at this upcoming draft class. It's not all that exciting. It's not the draft classes that we've had these last two, three years where it's like, okay, there's definitely going to be, you know, two or three diamonds in the roughs here. Like it's not good as it stands. This draft class flat out sucks doing the reviews for it. Flat out sucks. Like some guys <laughs> are really exciting, but some of these guys are so boring. Um, so maybe you be, maybe you do begin to sort of value, these projects that are already in the league over intangibles you know what i mean yeah um, i'm i'm a personally when it comes to it i'm personally a prospects guy over over draft picks guy just because i like i like at least i don't follow college basketball to be clear so again i that may just be my mindset because of not watching college basketball but i like to know something that's i like to have something that's a little bit more certain right yeah, no, that's fair. That's totally understandable, and uh, I, I don't think too many people would disagree with you. So now then, I think that leaves us to the next point. So if this Andre Drummond trait does happen, which it seems very likely, you and I both believe it'll happen for sure, if not, you know, within the next week, maybe, you know, then at, at the very latest, the February deadline. So that leaves the question of Blake Griffin is still on this roster. Now, Blake Griffin had a phenomenal, phenomenal year last year, was one of the 15 best players in the NBA last year. He got an All-NBA. He got an All-NBA nomination. I believe it was third team, right? Not second. Third team. Yep, Yep. third team. Third team. And so he, he was incredible last year. But, you know, he hasn't been healthy this year. So there's a lot of talk about, you know, he doesn't have a lot of value around the league so but at the same time for the Pistons it really doesn't make that much sense to hold on to him but again you just I I go through the scenarios in my head like I was doing this the other day when I was playing 2k I was just messing around like what if I blew up the Pistons and I was looking at okay like maybe Portland but no I don't I don't see that like it, there's really not an ideal Blake situation out there. So what do you think is, how do you think the Pistons handle the whole Blake question? 
Well, you can say that it's not an ideal situation to lose him, and that's fine. I'm sorry, it's not a it, – wow, I just totally pushed that. That maybe doesn't make sense to hold on to him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and you know what? Maybe you're right. But at the end of the day, Detroit does not have a choice right now. I mean, he's playing so severely crippled yeah. that it's, it's, it's genuinely hindering his ability to play the game of basketball. So, uh, you know, no team is going to look at him and offer the value that they would have a year ago or even half that value. Detroit yeah. doesn't have a choice. Last night in Los Angeles, Tom Gores was uh, talked to during halftime, and basically he was like, look, even we don't really know what to do with Blake right now. Not even in like a trade way, just like a, you yeah, know, just he's just got to rest his up. Body. Yeah. yeah, like it's, he's in a really difficult spot right now. And I, it, it, to me, when I read it, it kind of sounded like they were just alluding to he's going to be here. Like, for at least this year, he's going to be here. Just mm-hmm. get him right. Um, you know, if nothing else, whatever assets you do get, you know, he's not the worst mentor in the world to have. So Absolutely not. Uh, maybe it's a draft night thing. You know, maybe he gets healthy by then, and we need another draft pick or two. But um, right now, look, his window is going to close. I mean, he's maybe entering the twilight of his career. So um, the, if you were going to trade him, kind of feels like last year would have been the year to do it, which, I'm, you know – there was no reason to do it last yeah. year because he was having an MVP caliber season. So um, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. Pistons are going to be stuck with him. That's not again. That's not the worst thing in the world, other than the contractual aspect of it. Um, but yeah, they don't have a choice. No, you're a hundred percent right, and this allows me to get off uh, a, a little rant, Nick. So this won't this won't be long. But I I do really <laughs> have something to say about when it comes to when it comes to Blake Griffin because. As a lifer Piston fan, man, I am so damn appreciative of Blake Griffin. You know, for this last decade of basketball, where the Pistons have been frustrating, isn't even the isn't even the beginning of it. For Blake Griffin to have a guy like Blake Griffin that is every night trying to win, like I keep thinking of that Minnesota game, man, where that was right after that was right before we potted. Um, for the first time, I believe, was that Minnesota game when Blake came back. And, you know, he's on the sideline because he was on a minute restrictions. They took him out in the clutch, and, and the pisses are down like nine or something. And he's out there in front of the assistant coach, like screaming and pointing. And it felt so damn good to have a superstar player that cared that much about winning that, to me, Blake Griffin has earned the ultimate pass. And I just want the Pistons to do absolutely right by Blake Griffin. So I think, like you said, just sit this year, let him get as healthy as possible, and then say, okay, Blake, I know this is a business, but at the end of the day, you have earned the right, in my eyes, to say, where do you want to go? And we will try our best to make it work. Because Blake Griffin has just been phenomenal, and I am forever, I have forever gratitude for Blake Griffin. So the end of Blake Griffin rant, but that's that's where I stand on Blake Griffin. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I have literally nothing to add to that because I agree with every single word that you said. Okay, that's, okay I'm sorry. Good, I, good. I can't even add anything to it. Like I no, couldn't have phrased it better. I 100% agree with them. No, thank you. I'm glad because man, I've tweeted that before, but it just it felt it. I have to say it on podcast because I yeah. words cannot explain how appreciative I am of Blake Griffin, and I just. I would love to see Blake Griffin go to a contender somehow. Like, Absolutely. You know, whether it's, you know, some type of 
Obviously, he's got multiple years left on his contract, so buyout's not realistic. But like, even if we could just just say, okay, money money is no issue. Buy you out. Where do you want to go? Like, I he's earned that to me absolutely, and you know, so I I've forever. So I hope that the Pistons moving forward handle the Blake situation right. And I think, like you said, it's just the the best course of action is to just hold him for this year, let him get healthy. You know, let him play whenever he feels like he wants to test his body. Whenever he's not ready to test his body, then just withhold him. And I think that that's what's going to be the approach for for the rest of the season, right? Because I think a little bit beforehand, there was a balancing act. Dwayne Casey spoke on it several times about wanting Blake to play because we know we're pushing for the playoffs. But at the same time, knowing that Blake's not necessarily fully ready but now I think this Andre Drummond news kind of makes that decision right. easier, right? Right. Like there's no reason to further damage his body by playing meaningless minutes. Exactly. So yep. just let Blake Griffin rest this year, get healthy, and see what the options are. If Blake wants to stay, I- I'll be more than happy to have him. But if he wants to go to a contender, then by all means, you know, I hope I hope it works out for him and I hope the Pistons handle it rightly. But all right, that's that's probably about it for the Pistons Homer podcast. Just had to do this emergency. <laughs> this, I had to do this emergency podcast, man, because you know you're my guy, and we had to talk Pistons because this is probably one of the biggest moments of the last decade of Detroit basketball. Yeah, in recent memory, I mean, obviously the Blake trades up there, but everything else um, we haven't really traded. I mean, the last time we traded a player that was sort of deemed like one of our franchise pieces was Chauncey. So that was, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years ago. So, um, yeah, this is, again, just to refer back to the word I used before, cataclysmic is an impeccable word. Yeah, that is a very impeccable word. Um, if you have not, everybody, please go to Nick's live stream. Nick, go ahead and plug uh, plug your live stream that you did uh, earlier that's that's up on Twitter because it was it was it was great. Yeah, so everyone, you can just follow me on Twitter uh, at Nicholas Hinkle. Um, and actually, I guess I could probably pin my stream that I just did today. Uh, we just, we, I basically just went through basically all the scenarios in which he ends up, Andre Drummond ends up uh, in Atlanta Hawk. And uh, also, I've been doing draft board reviews. So if you don't know anything about the upcoming NBA draft, I've been doing videos about those. I need to watch those. <laughs> I've yeah, I made uh, I, I put up another one today. I put up one yesterday, and I have two more made that I'm waiting to post. Okay, man, you are forever working, and I appreciate that about you, and I love that about you, man. Uh, keep up the good work, um, and I appreciate you coming on this podcast, man. It, sorry, my thoughts are sporadic, both to you, oh, it's you no, and it's everyone. Fine. Yeah, it's just I mean, a spur spur the moment podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I was just about to go grab a slice at the best uh, best slice in the city at Seven Eleven before you texted me asking <laughs> me to come on. So, so uh, yeah, I'm happy to do it, man. This is this is this is important stuff. More than happy to do it. All right, Nick. Well, you know, I think I think we still need to owe the because this is a this is at the end of the day this is a national basketball podcast. So I think yeah. at the end of the day we still do need to keep our tradition in the next week or so get together and talk some national non-pistons basketball because believe it or not there's other teams in the nba yeah absolutely what's today this day the third i don't even know what today is today is yeah the third okay well boom in 14 days there will be another episode that comes out where we talk about what happened with the andre drummond trade because by that point it'll already be done all right there you go you have nick's word on it thank you my man again 
uh, check him out at Piston Power. Check out his Twitter. Check out his live streams. Everything that he does is great. Thank you, Nick, for coming on the podcast, man. And like you said, we'll be we'll be back at it soon. Absolutely, man. Go Pistons. Go Pistons. Go Pistons.